Hello everyone, this is Mike Lindell, the CEO of MyPillow. As you all know, I have been attacked the last month relentlessly on social media, by newspapers, by TV shows, by um, you name it, I've been attacked. And myself, not just myself, but my company, the boycotts that are going on, box stores are dropping me, social media, they cancel my Twitter. Today, they cancel my pillow's Twitter account, my company's Twitter account. Well, before I was gonna get erased completely, we put together this show. And what you're gonna see today is what they don't want you to see, why they're trying to erase me. And what I've told everyone out there is, you know what? I've seen evidence. I've been trying since November 4th to prove, you know, to show what's out there. Why, why are these deviations that happened on election night? It, nothing, none of it made any sense. So I dove all in with everything I had, resources, anytime I heard something that maybe was relevant, I went and said, you know, looked into it, did my own due diligence, had my, even my own investigations. Well, on one day, I think it was like January 9th, all of a sudden, these they brought me some uh, a piece of evidence that's 100% proved. It's like a, a print of, of inside the machine of the timestamp that showed another country, other countries attacking us, hacking into our election through these machines, and it shows the votes flipped. And I'm going, wow, I got to get this out there. And from that point on, I started putting it out there, and that's when they just started attacking me. Well, they obviously are hiding something, and tonight you're going to see what they're hiding. You're going to see on this show, we have, we're going to have cyber forensic experts. We're going to have 100%, you're going to see all this evidence that by the time you're done seeing it, you're going to go, wow. 100% it proves exactly what happened, that these machines were used to steal our election by other countries, including China. But I do want to tell you, before we get into all that, I want to tell you what I consider, why I'm so happy today about two miracles that happened these last couple months. The first miracle was on election night. And on election night at 11.15 at night, the, the algorithms of these machines broke, basically broke. And I'll, this will be explained during this show. But they broke. What that means is Donald Trump got so many more millions of votes that they didn't expect that they had, they're going to have to go recalibrate, right? So that's why all these states shut down. All of a sudden, they all shut down. And we're all going, what? That's weird. This has never happened in any other election. And then we're going, okay. Uh, then as the days went on, going, what? Another, uh, another week that it takes, uh, you know, like Arizona to count 1% of their vote. And, and you see these big spikes like in Michigan and all these big, you know, votes that were poured in. Nobody understood it, right? We're, we're like living in this kind of twilight zone during that time. Well, that is one miracle there because think if that wouldn't have happened. Think if they would have estimated right. And what would have happened is... It would have been just like a normal election at three in the morning. They would have said, oh, um, Biden won. He won by a little bit. And we would have said, oh, better luck next time. But because he got so many votes, it broke that and, and set off this series of events of these deviations. If that wouldn't have happened, we would have never been here talking about biggest attack in history, the biggest cyber attack ever. And this is, you know, the American dream would be gone forever because we would have never known and it would just, you know, using machines, it would have took us over forever. Here comes the second, the second miracle. 
And with this one, I got to show you here on the on the on the chart. I'm going to go through these, and I'm going to tell you why this is a miracle. Okay, what we're going to do here, um, we're going to go state by state, and we're going to show you what else happened. So here's Arizona. Okay, the margin of victory was 10,000 votes that uh, that Biden. They say Biden won. Now, if we look at this, let's go down the chart here. Mail-in ballots require an adjudication. Almost 300,000. What these mean are these are votes that they put through, and you're going to learn that you're going to learn all about that during this show too. What adjudication, how that works. But let's just go to the next one: illegal aliens voting. Thirty-six thousand four hundred illegal aliens voted. You see that he only lost by ten thousand. Boy, of course they can't vote. Okay, Donald Trump wins Arizona, right? We'll just keep going. Voters registered to a vacant lot, 2,000. Completed mail-in ballots received the day before the ballots were even mailed. They got 22,000 ballots back in Arizona before they had even mailed the ballots out. What? That's kind of bizarre, right? Okay, keep going. Down here, Maricopa County electronic adjudicated ballots, 103,000. Votes loaded before opening of polls. So the votes were even loaded. They were already in there before the polls even opened, 50,000. Okay, let's just, you see all that. Let's go to the next state here. I'm going to skip Georgia and come back to it. Let's go to Michigan. Michigan, dead voters, 17,367. And this is so, uh, Michigan is kind of its own, we're going to talk about Michigan. It's very different than the other states, what went on there. So it's all grouped together, 615,000 votes that are just in in question. And we're going to skip that part, okay? Let's go to the next one here, Nevada. Okay, here's Nevada. Illegal aliens have voted in this election, 4,000. Mail-in or absentee ballots for voters that were known to have voted in other states, 15,000. Clark County used signature verification, one half the image quality that was suggested by the manufacturer, and to check the mail-in ballot signatures, 130,000. We'll just skip through that. Um, raffle tickets that they were incentivized, 500. Here we go. Here's a big one. Dead people who voted, 1,506. Non-Nevadans who voted in Nevada. They don't even live in Nevada. 19,218. Voters who double voted. 42,284. Okay, as you can see, they add up to over 200,000. Donald Trump lost by 34,000 votes. Okay, let's go to the next one, Pennsylvania. Mail-in votes that counted without a Republican observer. We all heard that stuff. It's well over 600,000. Uh, mail-in ballots, 68. Here's another one, too. We could almost come, we're gonna, you're going to hear a lot about this during this thing, but let's go down. Poll workers that voted with various heirs in the bins. Um, this is the one where you heard the fake ballots that were driven from New York to Pennsylvania. You'll hear a little about that in the show too. But this is it. We're going to go by Pennsylvania. You can all see it adds up to 866,000. Donald Trump lost by 68,000. And there, there'll be a point to all this I'm getting to. Okay, here's Wisconsin. Wisconsin. Surge of identity combined voters in 2020. That's it. It's a, that would take a while to explain, but there was 130,000. Um, U.S. Postal Service backdated ballots, 100,000. Okay, that's incredible if you actually look into it. Um, the mail-in ballots entering the tabulation price under the guise of absentee ballots in clear violation of state law, 170,000. Okay, Wisconsin, the margin of victory for Biden was 20,000 votes. Now we're going to go to back to Georgia. Okay, everyone knows the president called the Secretary of State in Georgia, and on that call, 
he, he said he was listing these to the Secretary of State. He said, OK, you have felons with incomplete sentences that voted and cast their vote. 2,560. Underage children that registered to vote and illegally voted. 66,247. Unregistered voted who, voters who voted. 2,423. Registered voters who voted in another state after their Georgia registration date, 4,926. Voters who voted in Georgia and also voted in another state, 395. Voters who voted in Georgia but changed their address before the election to do it, 15,700. People who failed to pre-register to vote in their county in time after moving from one county to another, 40,279. Voters who illegally claimed a post office box as their resident, 1,043. Voters who registered too late to vote in the election, 98. People who died prior to the election, they, didn't, they were already dead, 10,315. Okay, ballots with no chain of custody. We'll probably talk a little bit about that in this show too, 600,000. And here's what the president said to the Secretary of State in Georgia. Can you just give us, uh, why don't you just give us your, it's only 10, he only lost by 11,730 votes. He said, how about you just give us your underage that voted and your dead people, and we win. It didn't make sense. You say, how about this? This, this line here, this people who failed to register, 40,000. Can you just give us them? He said, just get, he, he named the columns, and you know what the Secretary of State of Georgia said? Those numbers are wrong. And, and the president said, well, where we, what, who gave us the numbers? He asked his guy, and that guy said, we got them from the Secretary of State's office. And the president said to the Secretary of State, well, when can we get the right numbers? And the other guy said, sir, we've been trying to get them from the Secretary of State for almost two months. And the point being here, now here comes the point I'm making. Here's, this is all the second miracle of the election. Every one of these states should have been, and, and two plus two is four, right? You should say, okay, you can't count dead people, you can't count underage people. Every one of these states, Donald Trump wins. If the electors would have done their job, the legislators, if the, if the governors wouldn't have said, you know, hey, it's good. All these things that happened, all these anomalies that happened, it would have never happened before, but much less one state, they all say that, that, hey, we're going to go ahead and use this stuff, and we're going to declare Joe Biden the winner. But here's the big thing, the big miracle. If they would have done that, if they would have done that and said, you know what, we can't count these, Mr. Trump wins, Donald Trump wins, okay, then we wouldn't be where we're at right now. Because the biggest thing against humanity and our country is this attack through these machines. They got this opened up, this revealed, the, the machines to where we're at right now. So what you're gonna watch during this show is 100% proof that the big thing was the theft by these other countries that came in to attack our country through these machines that are made to steal elections. Every election going forward in history, if these things would have happened, these two, and we, wouldn't have, we would have never known, every single vote you would have ever made wouldn't have mattered. Somebody else would have made that vote. And we've all seen in this past month, you think it wasn't communists coming in and taking this over with people here. This is an attack not only on other, those other countries, 
with communism, but they had domestic traitors right here in our country. Whatever's going on right now, we're seeing it. They're suppressing cancel culture. They're trying to cancel us all out. I just seen churches, the Christian churches, they're being attacked right now. People on social media, anyone that speaks up, they're going, you can't say that, you're gone. It's like they're, right now they're doing whack-a-mole because they know, they knew they were so close so close that we would never know in history what happened. But guess what? Now we do know. And you're all going to know. And when you watch this and you get through it, at the end, I'm going to tell you what you can all do. And we're going to start our show right now. And you guys are going to be absolutely amazed. And now we have with us Colonel Phil Waldron. Yeah, so my, my background in the military is with uh, influence operations, information uh, operations that uh, Information warfare, uh, if you will. You know, what we're talking about here today is specific, uh, these machines that were used to, uh, to hack into our election and, and uh, by foreign countries, including China. And uh, what, what did you kind of bring us up through the election for yourself of what, and then how you've gotten so involved right now? Yeah, we, we began looking, uh, working with our partners in, in uh, Dallas at uh, Allied Security Operations Group. Uh, with doing some analysis on the data that they had, uh, looking at not only Dominion, but ESNS and HART, several of the other electronic um, voting management systems. And we saw a lot of similarities and, and vulnerabilities in the systems that would be easily uh, influenceable or easily interdicted. And again, as an as a information warfare officer, that's what I did. I looked for vulnerabilities and ways to attack systems to create a strategic advantage for U.S. friendly forces. And so when we started seeing the vulnerabilities and all the different ways that you could interdict this, uh, these electronic voting systems, it became apparent that um, we had a problem for the, the November 3rd election. Uh, and that prompted us to uh, spend a lot of time working with Russ uh, Ramsland, getting a lot of the, the historical data, the knowledge, we started working on our own, really doing a lot of uh, connecting the money um, exercises, doing doing basic um, investigative research, and then I brought in our uh, our local DHS team um, here in Texas, both the uh, Intelligence and Assessments Division, uh, which collects collects intelligence for for the Department of Homeland Security, mm -hmm. and the CISA, uh, our local CISA rep, and we spent quite a bit of time giving them uh, an introduction to what what we saw and the vulnerabilities and the ways that these systems could be um, interdicted to change election outcomes at, you know, the, the machine level, the server level, fraud at the local level, which, you know, is required to induce the, the uh, illegitimate ballots. Right. Um, then you've got a, the machine level, which is kind of what you were talking about, the, right. the, the algorithms that are directly uh, input into the tabulators. Uh, and we have evidence of that in uh, in Ware County, Georgia, that, uh, you know, X amount of ballots went through and they they basically stole 13 percent of the vote from uh, President Trump and put that 13 percent of the vote into the category for former Vice President Biden, which made a 26 percent shift in the vote. And so when you look at the machine level, the machine uh, for Dominion or ESNS, there are so many vulnerabilities in the systems. There are so many fundamental cybersecurity practices that are not enabled, that it basically allows anybody who, who has some technical ability 
and the the want to to go and influence uh, our elections. Wow. And sort of that strategic what? level is foreign intelligence, foreign intelligence services, and we've got uh, pretty much document, documented of uh, Chinese Communist Chinese Party ownership of the private equity firm whose board controls Dominion. Um, we've got Chinese Communist, um, the, the president of the Chinese Communist Bank, who is a board, board of directors member of, of the private equity firm that uh, that owns Dominion. Wow. And then if you look at the testing company, the, the only company that has code, the access to the code and the testing for Dominion is in Shenzhen, China. It's a Communist Chinese Party company. The U.S. government, the state governments, the county governments, they don't have access to Dominion code. But I think it's kind of kind of unique that a Chinese company that's run by the, the, the CCP does have access to the code. And that's why we started seeing at that strategic level of that third tier of election manipulation, a lot of movements of votes, uh, directly direct uh, access to Pennsylvania voting precincts, county tabulation centers, Wisconsin, Michigan, Nevada, Arizona, Georgia, all of that coming in directly uh, from foreign countries, China being the predominant one and uh, through through Pakistani ISI proxies. It, did you find it very frustrating not being able to get get all this information out to the public? Yeah, it, 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 it's very frustrating. Uh, the fact that, uh, you know, everyone says, that, well, there was all these court cases and uh, all the court cases were lost. Well, that's a lie. I mean, we've got statistics on how many court cases were open, how many were dismissed for, uh, you know, for standing or procedural. But there, there's only, to my knowledge, two cases, one in Michigan and, and one in Georgia, where evidence has been heard. And those cases are progressing uh, forward. Uh, the Senate in Arizona has heard and seen uh, preliminary evidence, and they've issued a subpoena, and they're per pressing forward uh, with a full forensic audit uh, in Arizona, and that that could be forthcoming as early as uh, you know this this coming week. Right. So it's it's it is complex, and it's hard for people to understand. And if it's hard to understand, people just dismiss it as. Uh, you know, right. conspiracy theory, right. where it's it's cyber warfare and unconventional asymmetric warfare conducted right. by a peer threat nation state against the United States government critical infrastructure. The whole country seen when they, you know, when they shut everything down at night, that that was a deviation. You probably expected this, right? We were watching. We found the, the, the foreign servers in Barcelona and the UK and in, and in Frankfurt. Um, We'd seen several, you know, the one in Toronto, obviously, with Dominion. So you know 100% proof that the servers are overseas in other people's countries for our election? Yes, we were mapping out the servers before the elections. Uh, we identified the CIDL uh, server in Frankfurt uh, down to the street address. Frankfurt has, I think it's it's either the largest or one of the world's largest um, um server nodes, you know, a, a cyber node, trans right. a communications node. It's right. called uh, DE, DE for Germany, Nix, DE Nix. Right. And there were several folks watching the, the traffic and the volume of traffic that night, and they noticed a significant spike in traffic that night just due to, you know, the volume of information going through. And one of the reasons that they, they said that the, the, the traffic was going up was due to the U.S. elections. In your opinion, this is an attack by other countries, of foreign, of foreign countries, is what you're saying then? I, I believe from what I've seen in uh, the, the, the witnesses that I've talked to, that 
that this is a a coup that uh, definitely involved elements inside our own country and in, inside our own federal government. Um, definitely, uh, definitely part of a coup that was aided and abetted by a foreign threat nation state, a peer enemy nation state, right. China. Do you believe that this attack from other countries could not have happened without uh, uh, people here, domestic people, domestic traders, basically? Yeah, I, I believe that. Um, again, we have uh, affidavits of CIA and State Department personnel out of the Italian embassy uh, participating in uh, this coup. Um, we have uh, a name, email, and phone number of a senior DOJ official uh, from a um, from a, uh, a U.S. attorney that said that this individual was shutting down any DOJ or FBI investigation into any election um, any election related investigation and shutting, trying to shut down uh, judicial cases, court cases. So, from own, inside our own DOJ, um, people were shutting down active investigations. You wonder why. You know, uh, Mr. Barr didn't find or see any evidence of uh, widespread election fraud is because the FBI never did anything other than to impede investigations into election fraud. Uh, the FBI went to question the, the truck drivers who delivered ballots and, and created affidavits. They were harassing, you know, the, the Americans, you know, the patriotic Americans who were who were whistleblowers right. and prosecuting them. Uh, like uh, you mentioned something earlier is is the machines. Uh, ES and S and Dominion machines. If you look at uh, you know military planning factors, there are critical capabilities. A capability is what you have to have to execute your mission, or the enemy has to have to execute its mission successfully. So a critical capability for any of this to happen are the inherent vulnerabilities that were built into ES and S and Dominion software, which is you know again uh, we've proven through through our work that this is all related directly back to the soft uh, Smartmatic, uh, Smartmatic, SGO Smartmatic software uh, core. Wow. And they definitely have financial gains to, to financial reasons uh, based on some of the other investments that they've made, right. uh, especially if they, uh, you know, looking down the road, if uh, they make billions and billions of dollars, the board of uh, SGO Smartmatic, uh, because they own a, an air purification company, uh, so just think about it. If, if you p get to pick an administration that is favorable to, to your company, say they pass the Green New Deal, and you're going to make billions and billions of dollars off of government-mandated um, air purification systems and public buildings and apartment buildings and industrial complexes, you know you, you would spend quite a bit of money on the front side to, wow. to make sure the election was done. The same thing with China. If China could avoid the U.S. coming to Taiwan's defense, and we've seen indications of that already. And if China could avoid uh, having to fight a, a campaign to protect their man-made islands, to extend their territorial waters into uh, international navigable waterways, if they could in invest a billion dollars to do that versus fighting a war, well, they've made a pretty good investment. And right. all the money that they've uh, made into the Biden family, um, all the money that they've made and uh, invested into U.S. universities and U.S. businesses buying up uh, our medical and our technical intellectual property, um, stealing a lot more than they bought. Um, they are they are fighting a war, and people just don't realize that we're under attack. 
So now we have with us Russell Ramsland. He's a founding member of Allied Security Operational Group. They're based in Dallas, Texas, and they do cyber forensics and security. Russell, um, how are you? Uh, how are you involved with all this uh, this election fraud with, with yeah. these machines? Well, it was interesting, Mike. It's been a long road for us. About two years ago, we had some logs from the Dallas general election brought to us from the central tabulation server, and people ask, "What do these logs mean?" It was about 1,100 pages, and we got looking at them, and we were horrified at what we found. Because what we found was that people were getting into the system and they were changing the votes. They were erasing databases. They were reloading them. And it was coming from remote locations. And our guy going, this can't be. Now, this was back, this is in 2018. When they, so these guys came to you with these and these were, uh, these were voting machines and were they Dominion machines? No, no, no. We use ESNS in Dallas, not Dominion. So are they are they are they similar similar machines? Yes. Yeah. It's it's very similar stuff. Most of these voting companies all have similar DNA okay. in their original uh, okay. software. But what you seen was was very it horrified you. Yeah, it did okay. because clearly somebody was playing with the election. Wow. So we tried to get the authorities uh, alerted. We uh, brought in a DOJ uh, prosecutor that ran the cyber uh, group in North Texas, and she was horrified at what we showed her. And she uh, asked us to put it together and eventually submitted the FBI, and we did that, and uh, they did nothing. So we continued to investigate, and the more we found, the more horrifying it got. Now, this all was still coming out of Dallas. Uh, we tried to uh, get senators to look at this, and we tried to get state officials to look at this, but we continued to work on it on our own. We had no client at all, and eventually we did get seven members of the Freedom Caucus this last July to take a two-hour briefing without staff, and um, what they saw was absolute proof that this uh, electronic voting system that we have is completely compromised. Uh, wow. It can be completely manipulated. And um, they were horrified. We've all heard that Texas denied these machines. Well, Texas denied Dominion, but Texas uses other voting machines. We use Heart and we use ESNS in Texas. Right. Same, so, why, same. so why would Texas, they denied these Dominion ones and in your opinion, um, so, so they must have looked at them and said, there's something there we don't like. But then they over here with Smartmatic and these other ones, they were OK with that. Why, what would be your opinion of why, why one, they would deny one machine that, because they're afraid of election fraud? And, and over here, they accepted that one. Um, I think that it sometimes has more to do with politics and influence, who gets through and who doesn't, okay. than okay. necessarily the machines. Okay. So we finally ended up with some investigators uh, with Ron Johnson's uh, Department of Homeland Security Oversight Group, and they were horrified at what we showed them, and they tried to get CISA, which is the Cyber Intelligence Security Administration inside the DHS, they tried to get CISA to take a look. CISA would not take the briefing. They couldn't be less interested. 
So we didn't quite know what to do. We were beginning to find some media people who wanted to start talking about this, and they became appalled. But the break really came in early August when we got some DHS people in Austin with the INA division, the Intelligence and Analysis division down there, to take a look at what we had. And that's the division that used to have voter integrity before it was handed to CISA. So they looked at it and they were horrified and they sent a whole team to our uh, shop. We spent 11 hours with them. They asked us if uh, we would give them their, our data. We said, of course. And uh, so we gave them all our data. They took it back to Austin and unknown to us, they gave it to three private cyber uh, groups that they use and said, hey, are these guys crazy? I mean, is this nuts or is, this, is there something here? Well, all three groups looked at it and all three groups came back. Not only is, is it right, it's horrifying. Okay, I want to ask you there, when you say horrified, can you explain to everybody watching this right now, what, what horrified you? Was it the fact they could go online? Well, there's no effective security at all for your votes. Your votes are stored overseas where they can be easily... Wait, wait, wait a minute, they're stored overseas? Yes, yeah, yeah. Wow. Uh, 20, 27 states use what's called Clarity Cital election night reporting, and those servers are overseas. They have what are called S3 bucket vulnerabilities, and people can get in and change the votes there, and then they can load them all the way back down to the county level here in this country because CIDL uh, gets all the credentials from every single county server here, and so they can get into every single county server and change the votes here from overseas. It's wow. crazy. So, so, so everything that uh, everybody's been talking about out there that they've tried to suppress saying that they, it, we, we heard that machines weren't even online. Uh, and you're saying that 27 states use this and the servers are overseas. So these can go over there and they can change the vote to anything they want and send it back cyberly by Correct. cyber. Correct. Wow. So, um, they became, uh, the DHS people in Austin realized what we were telling them was correct. They became horrified, and they began to try to have a series of classified briefings within their own group in order to push this uh, up, up the chain. And they got about one or two levels up, and then they met a solid wall of resistance that basically said, leave it alone, don't pursue it. Wow. And what do you what do you think being now? Now we're, we're here telling the facts on the show here. But in your mind, why would they do that? What this is just uh, subjectively, why would they, why would you why would they do that in your mind? I don't know Mike. you can't explain it. I mean, this is okay. So so then so take us from there. So this is like uh, what 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 approximately when was that when it kind of, when it got stopped? That was uh, September. Wow. Yeah, yeah, close to the election. Okay. Close to the election. So what actually happened in this election, this stolen election, we already knew was going to happen. We already had seen it. We knew it was all possible. We knew it was all out there. Now, we didn't know how many foreign servers. You know, before, we weren't seeing very many foreign servers come in and change votes. But in this election, of course, we saw thousands from all over the world. You've seen, you've seen thousands 
All right, you've seen all these these hacks. Have you actually seen that with your own eyes? We have seen the data that see, uh, is uh, right. supposedly representative of that. So this uh, the election goes down. You knew it was going to happen. Is it exactly what you thought was going to happen? Yeah, we, we thought it was going to happen on three levels. We thought there would be massive uh, local cheating. We thought there would be uh, cheating through the actual voting companies themselves, whether it's them or someone else manipulating them. And we thought that there would be cheating from uh, votes being injected from overseas. And that's exactly what we saw happen. Wow. And we developed huge tons of, of absolute proof on this. But no court case was ever allowed, uh, ever allowed it to be presented. So that sort of gave fodder to this media myth that it didn't exist. But it does exist. It's out there. It's unbelievable. It's massive. Wow. Did and everybody hear that? What, he, what Russell's saying here? This is what everyone says. Well, there was no evidence. So you're saying no judges would look at the evidence. Is that correct? That's correct. Okay. It, and now we don't know why. We don't know why. I mean, they, it wasn't because there wasn't evidence. They didn't even want to look at it. Is that correct? That is correct. Okay. Now we've heard about, we've altered, in fact, on this show, the Antrim County in Michigan. Um, were you guys ever, were you guys, I, weren't you guys contacted to look into that? That was our work. Yes. Oh, wow. I, okay. I actually signed the, the uh, forensic audit report and because uh, our guys did all that are part of our team. And um, that came about because there was a down ballot race and um, the judge allowed some limited discovery. What came out of that was appalling enough that he uh, allowed further discovery. And then of course that report went national because what we found was so um, horrifying. Right, for everybody out there, what we've all heard this Antrim County in Michigan and in this show here, we've you know you've you've seen it. We've had uh, we've this is uh, this is the reason it was talked about so much because this is a small county, and it was like fifteen thousand some people voted, and it was seven thousand some votes flipped. I mean, so it was so obvious. Uh, you know, we had sixty five percent Republican and thirty five percent Democrat normally, and it was completely flipped. So everybody in the town knew it was a deviation that didn't make sense. And so, so Russell, this case is still open. Is that that's correct, right? That is that is correct. Okay, can uh, I well, can I ahead. ask you this? So, what you've seen there is exactly what you knew was going to happen. And now, were you able to look at other places? What was different about Antrim County? Now that what we all heard was you were able to get into the you know, the forensics of it and see all this. Were you able? Have you been able to do that in any other? Uh, places in the United States since then, or, or you know, since this election ended on um, in November. Actually, uh, on a limited basis, we have been able to go into two other counties. We have not published that information yet, and there are reasons why we aren't publishing that information right now. Uh, but both of them have not only confirmed; they have confirmed that it's even worse than in Antrim. Okay. Um, Did everybody hear that? What we have here, and Russell can't disclose this because what every time something pops up, it gets buried out there. Things happen. I don't, you know, it, this is this is the most um, attack 
on our country, and I'm telling you, ever. I mean, this is, uh, and it, that's why, you know, it's getting suppressed every, everywhere. So what he's saying, two other places. Now, is this breaking news right now? You're saying right now you have two other places, and what you're seeing is even worse than you could ever imagine? Well, it's, it's, it's just like Antrim, only it's worse in many ways. You know, in Antrim, what people need to understand, r- real simple, Mike, when people vote and they scan their ballot in, it either goes into the regular sort of bucket and gets voted, or else it goes into what's called an adjudication bucket. If it goes into the adjudication bucket, then whoever's running the voting system gets to vote that vote however they want. Well, in in Antrim, we found ballot rejection rates of 82%. 82%. 82% of the ballots are going to adjudication. And what, what is, what is the, what's the normal number? I mean, is there a normal number for, a, for an election that would be uh, what percentage? Are, and, on, and what would be it on the high end? Well, certainly less than 1% would be, uh, uh, should ever go to adjudication. Less than 1%, everybody. And this was 85%. Yes, well, and in Fulton County, the Fulton County uh, people themselves admitted to a 93.6% adjudication rate in some cases. That means the entire election was decided by the people that ran the uh, system, not by the voters. Uh, and now, and now what you're talking about there isn't. This is a, another way these machines can uh, you can that you can cheat through the front or cheat there. But this does not count what you're talking about earlier. The cyber forensics where that goes overseas to these servers that are all based over there. Correct? That does not. That's a different issue altogether. Right. So both of them involve the machines. Everybody. One we've talked about in this show is here. But the cyber one is what you just heard from Russell, which he said earlier, this is all the attack by the other countries that hacked in, uh, which we're going to show you that proof now that Russell doesn't even know that we have that's going to show who did it, the time they did it, the computer they did it off at everything. If if we would have never found out or this would never have gotten what we're going to get to now, what what would the future have looked like in, in elections? Well, I mean, we're basically approaching Venezuela, where it doesn't matter who doesn't votes. Matter. Right. Somebody else matter. picks our people for them, so why vote, right? I mean, that's the way it, that's the way it would have been. Um, machines that go online, like in his son. Now, if I, you said earlier, it's not just Dominion. It's all the, all the machines that were used in this election. Is that what you would say? Yes, that's absolutely a fair statement. And let, let me... Let me tell you a little bit about that. You know, for these people that say it's not online, we have videos of workers with poll books who are swiping left on their poll book and bringing up Netflix and getting a movie and watching it on their poll book. How does that happen if it's not connected to the Internet? Right, right. We have affidavits of a, of a uh, uh, election judge who showed up at, at her precinct found to her horror they had loaded the wrong precinct in her equipment called her voting company and her voting company put her on hold and uh the self uh, the help desk from another state called in and in 10 minutes somehow reloaded her poll books from another state with the correct precinct how does that happen if it's not connected to the internet i know they were all online but they but is it illegal for them to be online 
Well, it depends. Some places, uh, yes, some places, no. I mean, the assurance is that you can trust the voting system because they're not online, but they are most clearly online. I got you. I got you. Now, here's one you don't know. We ran uh, through a, a different group here, a little operation in Dallas during this last election. And let me describe the operation so you'll understand the magnitude of what I'm telling you. What we did is every day we just took the information uh, on the voter records of the people who voted that day in Dallas. Dallas posts them online. So you get a big, big, long record of this voter. You don't see how he voted, but you see everything else. Name, where he lives, when he asked for a ballot, where he voted, uh, his residence address, on and on and on. And all of those, as you know, are comprised of zeros and ones. That's how computers work. So all we did is we would add up all the zeros and ones in that voter record and store it. And then we would watch what would happen to that voter record as we worked our way through early voting. Mike, we saw 57,000 votes get their voter records changed during early election alone in Dallas, Texas. Wow. We saw a 10 block long street in Dallas, Texas, get every single vote wiped out and then subsequently replaced one at a time with clearly something changed because the, the hash, uh, in other words, it's, it's a, a record of, of the zeros and ones had been changed. And so we know it was tampered with. Wow. I mean, I, it's I, unbelievable. Was it nationwide that this happened? Yes. Okay. And you've seen the cyber the, the cyber forensics that should show that. We will show that too. But I just want to ask you, why if you're if there's you know, why didn't they why didn't they set these machines then to win Texas too? I mean, or do you you know, what would be your uh, opinion on that of why they didn't set them high enough to win Texas too? Well, there had been a certain amount of uh, concern raised in in Texas as a result of our 2018 work. You know, Pete Sessions actually filed a complaint in Texas and published a paper on it because his race got stolen. And so they were very well aware that Texas was going to come under some scrutiny that other places probably were not. Right. And there was also a huge operation down in uh, uh, Houston where a vote scamming scheme for over 700,000 votes was exposed. And um, so there was a lot going on in Texas, and I think it made them a little skittish to uh, operate as brazenly here as so they, they might, did. So they might have backed off a little, but you just said something there. So you're telling me that they controlled all the down tickets too if they decided that they, they wanted to flip a senator or, or a congressman or whatever, is that correct? No doubt, absolutely. So Russell, could you speak specifically to the malware? Sure. Um, there is a company out of Barcelona, Spain called Seidel and it owns a company called Clarity Election Night Reporting. And Hart reports to them, and Dominion reports to them, and ES&S reports to them. All these companies report the votes to them. And then Election Night Reporting supposedly just passes the votes along to the media. 
but <clears throat> using standard white hat um, tools, um, we can look and see what uh, is, is on their server over in um, uh, Frankfurt, Germany. And there is a, uh, an area on their server on a particular kind of equipment, there is a piece of malware called QSnatch. QSnatch actually watches all the information that comes in and it grabs the login credentials of every single county in the country that reports to it. So that once it has all those credentials, it can then look back into that county and it can access the county database from overseas or wherever else it wants to if you want to inject changed votes either through the adjudication system or just plain flat replace the database. So it's, it's, uh, it's a massive, massive, massive security vulnerability and it is there, it is working and they have all the login ability they need to get into any county that reports to them. Wow. So, so basically, what you said earlier, all the uh, all the servers are over there. They can take all of our counties in our country, look at them, and then decide what they want to do with that information and what they can do in the county, what they need to flip. So, in the, you know, we all heard uh, this. Uh, we all heard about this Italy thing, and uh, that it went to Italy and Germany when they had to on the. I guess this would be in the middle of the night on uh, November fourth. Um, is this something, would you, would you know anything about that? I mean, to, I mean, so they, what we've all heard out there is it went over there, some guy even admitted he did it, which we're gonna have his affidavits up here. But uh, um, what do you, what's your opinion on that? Well, our opinion on that was that it should have been investigated uh, because it is very consistent with what we do see happening. But um, it was not investigated. Apparently, the uh, Department of Justice did not investigate. You know, you got the usual, oh, it's been uh, debunked. Well, who debunked it? Uh, when did they debunk it? How did they debunk it? Uh, yeah. There was no investigation by anyone of that information. And there should have been because it is entirely consistent. I don't know if it's true but it's entirely consistent with everything we have seen um, in, in terms of capabilities. Bill Barr comes out and said, there's no evidence. I mean, what would be your opinion? Why people would keep pushing this down and not wanting to know? I don't care what side of political lines you're on. Why would you not want to know if they, the truth? Um, that has been a constant haunting question to everyone on our team. I think it's a combination of things. I think some people are truly, completely, totally corrupt. I suspect that at the bottom of this, uh, you might find that our government has been changing votes in other countries for years and they don't really want it revealed, certain parts of our government. Um, I think that uh, there are people that don't want to look, they're afraid to look. I think there are probably people who are uh, compromised. Right. and have been able to stay out of it. Right. Uh, I right. think that it's a variety. It's not one simple little reason. Right, and that's what I wanted people to hear because I hear it all the time. People are going, you know what? This, you know, Bill Barr said this, and the, all, there's no, none of the judges accepted it, and you hear all this, 
And we can't explain all that because it's a probably multiple things like Russell says there. And that's my opinion, too. It could be anywhere up to a dozen things. Who knows? But it doesn't matter. All that doesn't matter because now the truth is told today and it's all coming out. And and everybody, you know, I, I really believe what's going to happen once everybody sees now this is finally you're going to have people that aren't afraid to speak out because it'll be, it's too late to close the gate, the cows are out of the barn, everybody's going to know about it, and they're going to want to know more and more. So, Well, you know, Mike, the, the real thing is, I think pretty soon the question's going to start to turn around, and people are going to go, wait a minute, what is everyone so afraid of? Right. Why are they going to such incredible lengths to say there's nothing here when there clearly is something here? What right. you know? This is almost like, you and I remember Enron. This is almost like Enron. Would we all be saying, oh no, we don't want to investigate Enron. No one should look into Enron. No, no, Enron shouldn't have to tell you how they spend your money. You just keep giving them your 401k money. Right. No, that's not how it works. Right. And that's not how our voting system should right. work either. So now we have with us Dr. Shiva. He has four MIT degrees. He's an expert in system science and pattern analysis. And I met him four weeks ago because I don't want him out there going, well, Mike, why didn't you bring this to us before? Well, I just met Dr. Shiva four weeks ago, and he's going to tell you he actually ran for Senate and he knows all about these machines now. And, it, and we're going to hear some of the stuff that I found out and went, wow, this is a absolutely validates this election fraud with these machines. So. Yeah, thanks, Mike. I'm yeah. glad we connected. Yeah. You know, it's an interesting opportunity for me, Mike, because it's rare that a guy who's a scientist, an engineer, an MIT guy even runs for office. Right. And then it's even more rare that you come across something you never think occurs in the United States. You know, I grew up in India and right. third world countries. We talk about election fraud. When I was running in Massachusetts in 2020, we had 3,000 volunteers on the ground, you know, uh, 20,000 bumper stickers, 10,000 lawn signs billboard ads, radio, TV, network, we were everywhere. The GOP establishment, who doesn't want a bottoms guy, up guy like me, who hated Trump, ran a no-name out there, mm -hmm. who no real lawn signs, no bumper stickers, no organization, right, right, nothing. Right. And we knew on election night, which was a Republican primary, September 1st, 2020, the word landslide is what we heard everywhere. We knew that we had, you were going to win by election. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Right. I mean, it was obvious. I mean, we worked. It, I mean, and, and, and I think you said unless there was a election fraud, which uh, yeah. you, but you probably but thought I, but that's I, just, you know, maybe someone. Put yeah. Down I mean, two one of my yeah. close friends said, Shiva, we're going to win this unless yeah. there's election fraud. And I, I just thought this is just some right. fringe stuff. Right. Right. But so you I weren't thinking about machines. I wasn't that. thinking okay. about machines because right. I didn't know that, you know, right. You know, from creating email and all these systems, I know the power of machines. Right. Oh, by the way, yeah, he created emails, right? You're, I did. I created creator, email as a creator of email. I just want to tell you, the guy's a genius. So what you're going to hear here, this is what I did my due diligence on. I, you know, this is just one guy going, okay, you know, is this real or this not? And it, believe me, it's real. Cool. Yeah, I mean, you know, so I have a lot of history, not only in pattern analysis, it's some science, right. but I build large-scale computer systems. The stuff I've used has been used by the Senate, has been used by the largest right. Fortune 1000 companies in the world. So I know how you move from paper-based systems and electronic systems, and I know the power of electronic systems. When you put some process that's in electronic form, right. a single individual has immense amounts of power. Right. So that's the background. But on September 1st, 2020, what we saw was, we knew we'd won on a landslide. Right. And there we are with our big party set up and we see the results coming in. Now in Massachusetts, we saw in Franklin County, 
which is 80 to 90 percent hand counted paper ballots, mm -hmm. no machines, right. I win by 10 percent. And in every other county, Mike, 60-40, 60-40, 60-40, That you lost by? I lost by. The exact percentage. Exact percentage by a guy who was in, in, in a, a black county, this guy wins, in a white county, he wins, in a Hispanic county, the guy was nowhere. By the same percentage. But by the same percentage. That's not only a deviation, but it's an anomaly. That's it, it's it, it's an anomaly. Do you think that's impossible? Or you're like me. Well, if it's I highly, it, I mean, to be from a scientific standpoint, right. you would say it's highly unlikely. Right, right. And that began my journey to start really saying, wow, election fraud could take place in America. Mm -hmm. So I started reading up everything I could. By September 9th, eight days later, right. I found out something interesting. I found out that these electronic voting machines, remember there's two ways you can vote. One is you vote, you give a p paper ballot, and the paper ballot is counted by human beings, two right, people. Right. That's what occurred in Franklin County. But in those other counties, they take that paper ballot when you vote electronically. Into it, a machine. It goes into a machine. And what happens in that machine? The paper ballot is converted to an image called a ballot image, no right. different than you taking right. a phone, a picture with your iPhone. Right. Now, so what is actually counted? The paper ballot gets put aside. The machine, the electronic, quote unquote, AI on the machine, actually tries to figure out where the circles are, and right. the machine is counting the ballot image. Right. So at that stand, at that point, I realized, oh my God, the ballot image is the ballot. Right. The images are the ballot. So, so you, I, were holding, you, you were going to get to the bottom of this no matter what. No, I am, no, because I, I, I like, like to solve problems. I, I want to say something. One thing about Dr. Shiva, when I met him, I'm going, wow, he's just like me. I look at deviations every day. If I see a TV station that normally does 10,000, because I track them all individually, it does 10,000, and all of a sudden one day it, it did only 2,000, I'll tell you what, what I do is spend the rest of the day or a week or a month, I'm going to find out how that happened. Because the only way things change is what? A different input. Exactly. A different input. So you've got this anomaly, you've got, a, you've got this deviation, and not just because you were running, a person, you know, it's not like you were just biased going, you know, I won, I know I won. You're, you're, now you're digging in to find out how these, how this weird mathematical exactly. things Exactly. I mean, the scientist engineer kicked in, right? right? right. I mean, just yeah, like that, you, right. you're a scientist and engineer in, in a very interesting, from a marketing standpoint. Right. But, and I think we both sort of pursue the same aims. Right. But here, right. what we found out was that the first thing that gave me a big insight is that A, ballot images are being created. Right. And then I also found out by federal law, in 1974, they passed a law for federal elections. Those ballot images must be saved. So that was one piece of the puzzle, okay? Mm -hmm. right. The other piece of the puzzle was, um, I found out that the voting machines, as early as 2002, have a feature in there called a weighted race feature, where it's embedded into the system where you can multiply candidates' votes by a percentage. All right, so what that means is you get 1,000 votes, I get 1,000 votes, right. I can multiply your votes by two, my votes by 0. 0.5, and right. if everyone, anyone doesn't believe this, go look up the Diebold voting manual, go to, page 2-126 in the manual, in the 2002 version, right. and you'll see it in there. So did, were you able to prove that, yours, that your election was stolen by the machines? Did you, mathematically, do you prove a hun, did you prove 100% that this could only be re recreated by a machine to do that 60-40, that same, you know? Yeah, so what we proved, Mike, was what, first of all, we showed that the state had deleted the ballot images, right? which means that if they had the ballot images, I could found the algorithm. So it came upon me to use all that 40, 50, 40 years of experience that I'd learned from 14 all the way to MIT. I had to bring all that rocket science right. to actually look at the data. And what I found out in the data was a very interesting anomaly, mm -hmm. which in 
as you said, a deviation in right. one of the counties called Suffolk County, which is typically highly Democrat. Right. So we were able to see these interesting numbers up, down, up, down, up, down. Right. Essentially, imagine going to a casino. Every time you roll twice the number of odd as you get even. Okay? Right, it's right. unlikely. It should it's be 50 yeah, 50. Right. And in fact, when we did the numbers, that pattern could only occur one in 100,000. Mm -hmm. We apply, we you know, sued the state on this, and the judge did not dismiss our case. It's, it's still open. It's still not only it's open, but we survived dismissal. And the other thing was, we also showed that when I put this out on Twitter and said, look, the Secretary of State deleted ballot images, Twitter didn't do anything to me, but the Secretary of State contacted Twitter to shut me down, along with the National Association of State Election Directors that came out. Wow. Well, let me stop you right there because I want to say something. Yeah. Did you hear the Twitter thing? All of you in this country and the world know my Twitter was taken down. You know why it was taken down the first time 20-some days ago is because I put up of the new evidence, which Dr. Sheba here, I'm going to tell him in a second, this new evidence that came out shows the timestamp in in space of where you you know where the who did it what country did it like china well remember we have two cases first we show we basically went into court saying the secretary of state contacted twitter that means twitter takes orders from the government this is what we showed twitter takes and orders from and the that's government that's proven that's 100% yes it came out in three, three hours in testimony Jack dorsey took orders from the Secretary of State of Massachusetts. This is what happens in countries like China. The government tells the corporations what to do. And in, in, in the United States, what came out in our three hours of testimony where I represented myself, right. no one wanted to take the swamp on in Massachusetts. Right. So what came out was we have the Secretary of State's, uh, 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 the election director and the communications officer saying they contacted Twitter to shut me down. Is and that Twitter still obeyed. open? Is that it, still open? Not only is it open, the judge gave me the restraining order and the case is open. And my other case to decertify, they try to apply a 100, 200 page uh, uh, motion to dismiss and the judge denied their motion. Wow. And that means, look, MIT MIT's in Massachusetts, right? right? There's a lot of computer people there. Right. No one has rebutted my mathematical uh, explanation showing that they multiplied my, my votes by 0.666. So 0.666 look, they multiplied. Exactly. And the other guys by 1.2. Well, no. I, th I think one of the things the public needs to understand is federal laws, the Department of Justice is supposed to enforce them. Right. You know, when we found out the ballot images were deleted, we informed the, uh, uh, what's the name, Barr right. and the local U.S. attorney, and they've done nothing. So basically, this is what happens in third world countries, right? right you have laws, right. but nothing's followed. Right. And if that's where we've gotten into, it's a serious problem for this right. country because well, the laws don't mean problem. anything. Well, you mentioned Barr. I mean, he comes out and says there was no election fraud. You know, and here we have right here, you told him of some, right? I told him of some. And I was went this to, before uh, the election even? Before, before the, but this was in uh, October. I October. Walked, this, so this was, it, it, yeah. Bill Barr, if you're watching, I mean, I mean, what? why would you say something like that when, yes, this, is a, this wasn't just election fraud. This was a historical election fraud. This was coming from uh, a lecture from machines, from these machines of biblical proportions, of historical proportions. And now this is, it's all going to get exposed. And I want all these, I want the senators, the congressmen, the government, the governors, the legislators, everybody needs to watch the, this show. And when you do, you know, a lot of you can go, well, I never knew, I never knew. And that'll be a lot of excuse for a lot of them because of our mainstream media and all the people. I can't even believe the money spent to suppress this. 
you know, to suppress it. So when you pop anything that popped up, boy, they were right on it. Let's destroy them. Right. Let's destroy them. Like, who was the last thing to pop up? Me. When I seen this, I popped up. And how you destroy my platform, because everybody knows them out there. They've done everything they could from from bots and trolls to go after my integrity to, to Twitter. I mean, it's just been a massive attack. But then you know you're right over target, right? It wasn't Twitter acted alone. We found the government right. contacting right. Twitter. Now, this is a fundamental violation of the First Amendment. Political speech, a government speech cannot supersede political speech. So I, I bet you you'll find out that some government official may have likely been involved in contacting Twitter. In oh, they're case. big. Oh, yeah. And, well, and that's we, I know Jack Dorsey was involved. Jack, if you're out there, I mean, you did this to my movie a couple years ago with Unplanned, where they shut Twitter down. Sh Twitter shut that down for two hours when it, when it launched. I see. I mean, you look at now. We're getting into a whole segment there where you're talking about how we all know the social media, what they've done. You know, from uh, Mark from Mark Zuckerberg and and uh, Jack Dorsey, these platforms. The power they have along with the mainstream media, you know, what did they do when they took over? You talk about third world country. In Nazi Germany, they took over, you know, all your, in, in any country like that, they'll take over your communication. You know, how are we going to communicate? You're here in one sec, you know, and uh, and this is where we're at. But we're going to get this out there. This show is going to be, uh, this is what everybody's been waiting for. And you know, if I, I encourage a newscast out there. If you're all these journalists and all you and all you guys that have been calling me all for th three weeks now, you never called me before. Uh, you're from uh, your CNNs to your New York Times, your Washington Post. All you guys have been calling me nonstop every day because you think you got some kind of making up some dirt or something, or because Dominion, you're saying things about Dominion. I encourage you all. You why don't you be a real journalist and take this story. And run with it. Be the first one to go, wow, this is real. You'd bet maybe you'd be, become the biggest outlet in the country by doing that. Just because the real huh? crime scene in America is these computer yeah. algorithms. And I'm going to tell you, it's, that is the crime scene. And I'm going to tell you, this is their game, too, that these machine guys played it's been, with, uh, like Dominion. They went out there, and a lot of these places, I couldn't even go on the media and talk about these machines because they were threatened. I go on a, I go on a news talk show, and they go, we can't talk about that. I was just on one last night. You can't talk about that. Why not? Okay, now we have Patrick Kolbeck, and he was a former state senator in Michigan. And Patrick, how are you involved with, uh, you know, what brought you here today? <laughs> yeah, well, it came from uh, as a result of my decision to be a poll challenger out of the Detroit AV County Board. And I did a marathon 25-hour shift from uh, to starting on election night around 5 o'clock all the way through the next day. Wow. So we this, witnessed all the fun. This was in Michigan. Yep. We're at Michigan, what county? At the Detroit AV County Board in Wayne County. Well, a little background on me. I mean, I was a for, when I was a state senator, I was actually the vice chair of the elections, government, uh, elections and Government Reform Committee in the Michigan right. State Senate. And uh, in addition to that background, my background is as a uh, um, Microsoft small business specialist. And, <laughs> and I did cabling design on the space station. I'm, so in other words, I'm familiar with election processes and I'm familiar with network configuration. So my focus when I came at the Detroit AV County Board was I wanted to understand specifically the handoff of vote tally information throughout the system. We did see evidence that it was connected to the internet. What was Be that evidence? Well, that that control center, they've already been they've already admitted to the fact that that control center had computers that were connected to um, the internet and we saw the actual cable routed from the wall of the uh, of the TCS uh, center to the control center and we have 
election officials that admitted that there were computers that in that control online. center that were connected that were to online. the internet. And anybody with the, worth their salt in IT land understands that if one computer is connected to the internet, they're all, they're all connected, connected to the internet. You may say that it's air-gapped, you may say right. you have a firewall, so but there's people be, that eat firewalls so, for breakfast. So, <laughs> that, so what you're saying, you knowing that, so if it's connected to the internet, somebody for out there could have hacked in and yeah. then did the flip into the votes. Yep. When you get into a case where you've got the same devices that are supposed to be capturing that vote tally connected to the internet, or frankly even connected to a large local area network, right, right. and you can't witness that handoff of right. vote tallies, you don't have that seal. So you may be thinking you're passing that information from point A to point B, but there's nothing to prevent it being from so, going to point C right. in the interim. So it's called a man in the middle attack. Right. So that so if you're on if you're online, I mean that anybody could get in there yeah. and then do that because they're intercepting that it's an interception. That's why you don't have right. machines aren't supposed to be online in election, right? Yes, it's they're called man supposed, in the middle. And right. you wouldn't accept that if it was a traditional precinct and you right. got that you got that if, uh, that uh, precinct results and it wasn't sealed, you'd be raising your hand saying something's rotten. Absolutely. Here. I want to ask this though because if you were there, did it slow down in the middle of the night when you were there? Like at Absolutely. two in the morning? Yeah, it was, so it slowed down to it was a almost trickle? dead as a night. Yeah, and that's when some ballots came in the back door. Well, now we're here with Melissa Carone, and you were actually hired by Dominion for November 3rd and 4th, just for two days, yes. right? Yeah. And, um, and they found you online, right? You had a resume online. You have right. an IT background? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So why don't you tell us, uh, you know, Tell us what happened. So I was there to assist with IT work okay. uh, for Dominion. So okay. what I was doing was just walking up and down the rows of the what, By the machines. machines. Yeah, okay, yeah. so there's, um, it's a tabulating machine? Yeah, so I could get very close to these machines. Uh, okay, and so then, so what about the, uh, was, was that the only kind of machine? Uh, no, there was, so there, on the stage, there was adjudication machines in the front and the back, okay. and then on the sides, there was the adjudication, okay. or the, the, I'm sorry, the tabulating machines. Right. Both sure. Dominion machines, correct? Both Dominion okay. machines. All right. So you got to see what, thousands of votes? Thousands. Thousands, thousands upon thousands of votes. Okay. What was on every vote? Every vote that I saw was for uh, Joe Biden. For Joe Biden. When I heard this, and I want to say, the you've seen, I, you worked how many hours? 20, 22 straight hours. And then you home. came back for four hours? Correct. Out of all that time, did you ever see one Trump vote? I never saw a single Trump right. vote. So when the ballots got to the tabulating machines, um, they would just put them through. Put them, it's kind of like a printer. You, you would look at it kind of like a printer where the paper would come out normally. Right. That's yep. where they yep. were put in and it would end up as they were tabulated on the top of the machine. Okay? Right, right. So these would jam constantly, constantly right, jam. Right, and Because right. these are mail-in ballots, creases, right, anything right. in them would, would jam this. And when they jammed, what happened? When they this jammed, very they would uh, take the ballot on the computer. There was a computer in front of each person. Right. Um, it would say ballot number, you know, 20. 20. Uh, jammed. Out of a group of 50. So the yeah. 20th ballot jammed. Mm -hmm. Then what, then so what? it would say discard rescan, and the way they were supposed to do it is discard them and and then rescan them, but they were not discarding these. So they so. used the same. Let's say thirty went through. It got stuck on the thirtieth one. Mm -hmm. They'd put that number thirty at the top of the same fifty yeah. pack and run them through again. Yeah. So you're telling me that tabulator 
had no way to know. It's just counting the, the number of, like a, counting exactly, a deck of cards. That's exactly it's not, you could sit there and run the same deck of cards through this tablet over yeah. and over and over and over again. Yeah. Is that right? So one time through the night, um, I approached my manager and I said, um, this, this machine has a count of over 400 on it. Right. I said, what's going on here? And he, I said, this is not right. There's, it should not go above 50 because the batches are only 50. Only 50. And I said, we have a huge problem here. And he said, I don't, he pulled me aside and he said, I don't want to hear that we have a problem. He said, we are here to assist with IT work. Now, was this a Dominion guy? The, he, he owned, he's actually a part owner of Dominion. Wow. Okay. Yes. Well, um, what? So 26 hours of watching ballot after ballot, by the, walking up and down these uh, tabulating machines, not one ballot was for Donald Trump. Okay, now we're here with Matt DiPerno, and he's the lawyer that we all heard about this Antrim County. How did you get on uh, this county um, that you hear about and how do you even get involved in this? Sure. Um, well, I know some people who live up in Antrim County, and Antrim County is a small county up in northern Michigan. It historically votes roughly 65% Republican, 35% Democrat. And in this case, it completely flipped on election night. Roughly 65% of the vote went to Joe Biden and 35% to Donald Trump. So people who lived up there knew that there was a problem. They knew that the results were not correct. And on the morning of November 4th, they actually contacted the Antrim County clerk and requested that she look into the results because they knew what had been posted on the website could not be true. And through a series of events, people I knew up there, and, and a person named Bill Bailey, who's a, a patriot who lives up in Antrim County, um, and who knew there was a problem and wanted to challenge the results, they ended up connecting him to me and I filed a lawsuit. But what's important is, in, in filing this lawsuit, uh, we weren't seeking publicity, we weren't seeking fame, we just wanted to get results. Uh, we filed in, uh, the name in, in the name of a patriot named Bill Bailey and we challenged down-ballot school board elections. That's what he was most interested in, in, in learning about school board elections. Uh, of course he was obviously also interested in other aspects of the election, what happened in the presidential election and how did things flip. Uh, but primarily, we, the, the case centered on local politics. And if you look at certain t uh, townships, like Chestonia Township, okay, uh, Joe Biden got 197 votes uh, on November 3rd. Right, right. Um, in reality, he only got 93. Now, how do you know that, that he only got 93? Because there's since been a hand recount. A done. hand recount. So when did they do that? Uh, they did a hand recount on November 21st and then again on December 17th. Right, right. Okay. Uh, on December 17th, actually, they told us they were going to do a full audit of the county. The right. Secretary of State right. did. But in, in reality, they only did a hand recount again. Okay. Um, so, so on the recounts, we had 197. And then over here, Donald Trump had three. So then when you, the real numbers were 93 and 197, is that correct? That's correct. So you can see Joe Biden on election night got right. 197. Right. He got Donald Trump's 197 right. votes. They've, right, right. So we can know, we know that that was a... This a, is 100% fact here. 100% factual. Now, now what we're showing here, you guys, so everyone knows, these are all precincts. I don't know if you can see this here. These are all precincts. So let's just do this precinct. 392, this is done through the machines. And Donald Trump got eight. What? So here is a 392 to eight. 
But the real number was 198 to 392. And if you see here, Elk Township, Joe Biden got 392 right. on election. In reality, those are Donald Trump's votes. Those were the 392. Right. They were just flipped. In order for that to be off, you do the conclusion, which I would right now, 100%, how could that be off? There would be something wrong with what? The machines. The machines. The machines. And what we're showing here right now, what you're going to see, all this that we've been talking about, this massive machine election fraud that went on, where countries hacked into our election, and nationwide, this is one little county in northern Michigan. And these machines would do it right down to the precinct. Okay, what we, you're going to see, this is the example we have that, we're, that was hand counted. And then, you know, the rest of the country, you know, didn't get to do that. They didn't have the luxury of being able to do that, you know. And so what I want to tell you all is this is the perfect example, just so you know, right down to the precinct level, what went on with these machines. I want, I want to see one more here. So, well, you can look at like uh, Kearney Township. Yeah. Joe Biden got 744 on election right. night. Those were Donald Trump's votes. He actually recorded 16 on election okay. night. Okay, so here's this county that traditionally always is like 65% Republican, 35% Democrat, correct? correct? That's correct. Okay, so everyone in the county knew when these numbers came in on, on November 4th, they're going, um, there's something wrong with the machines. Everyone, everyone would think that. It wouldn't matter if you're a Democrat or Republican, you're going, wow. And it's not like what? And they couldn't use the deviation saying, well, it was because of mail-in voting because this isn't, there's no huge cities in there like Detroit, correct? That's correct. All right. So, so I just want everyone out there to know this before you get into town. This is just a small county, northern Michigan, and they ended up flipping. We had 15,718 votes. 15,718 votes. Votes. And 7,060 were flipped from Bi or Trump to Biden. Is that correct? Yeah. And what's more, even wow. more, what's even more interesting. By, machine. by machines, right? By it had machine. to be done by the machines. Absolutely, by okay. machines. If you look at the original vote count, uh, 7,769 right. for Do Joe Biden and 4,509 for Donald right. Trump. Right. That actually totals 12,278 votes. Right. By machine on November 3rd. That's the vote tally. Right. That wasn't correct. Because if you look at the hand recount, it was actually 59.59 for Joe Biden and 97.59 for right. Donald right. Trump, which gets us to 15,718 gotcha. votes. Gotcha. So the question is, where did where were the 3,200 votes right. on election night? Right. Why weren't and, they recorded? And, right. And that, but but even even with that, and we don't know why. We don't know why on that. We're, I'm here to show everyone out the facts and evidence that I've seen 100%. Here's 100%. This little county in northern Michigan. That look at what the difference was. It was a net. Of 5,250 votes, is that correct? That's a net for Donald Trump. That's a net for Donald Trump. There was 7,000, that's where you get the 7,060 votes. So what I want to show you here in the next slide is actually the number of registered voters. This is what you're getting to. The number of registered voters in the county is 22,082 votes. Right. And this is the total number of votes cast by machine on November 3rd. Right. 16,047. Now, of course, not everyone votes for the president. Right. That's why there's going to be some disparity. Right. But you see what happened in Antrim County. On November 3rd, 
there were 16,047 votes cast. Right. And then on November 5th, when they did a recount, somehow they gained 2,000 more votes. Wow. And we right. haven't got an explanation as to right. why that happened. But, but we, do have, we do know that there was 7,000. If, if you were to say right now um, and go, you know what? We do know that 7,060, Donald Trump had 7,060 more votes net out of this county. That's correct. That's 100% fact. 100% 100% fact. So after we filed the lawsuit, we, 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 at the same time we filed the lawsuit, we also filed a motion with the court asking the judge to allow us to take forensic images of the Dominion system, the Dominion voting system. And, and he granted that. Uh, and we then went in, uh, and I believe it was December 6, right. and with a team of forensic scientists and data collection scientists, we, we captured the forensic images of the Domin Dominion voting system. The master tabulator is what we call it, sitting in the county building, along with all of the CF cards, which are the program cards that run the actual software, along with the uh, actual data cards or thumb drives that collect and tally the results in each precinct. We captured the forensic images of all of those items. Okay, I want to I say something there. So the people, did you hire these people to do that? Correct. Okay. They, and you didn't know them before this, right? We didn't know them before, right. we, but people got us in contact, contact with Contact with, with forensic experts on these particular machines. That's correct. And so so that's, uh, I just want everyone to know that. This wasn't just some, you know, hey, let's grab somebody from the county and look at these machines. These were experts. These are people with real experience analyzing forensic software images. Wow. It, it can't be overstated enough that these uh, these scientists... Uh, were also data collection experts. And that's important because what we saw in Antrim County is the failure to properly follow procedures in securing the election machines, the tabulation machines, and securely transferring the votes. The chain of custody in this situation was completely tampered with. What we know for certain is that in the Dominion system manual, the manual tells us exactly how to connect the machines to the internet. The manual tells you how to Is it easy? It's very easy. Could a guy like me plug it in? I, I'm, <laughs> I'm certain you could probably figure it out. Wow. But you can, the, the manual tells you how to connect the machine right, right, uh, to the right. internet. In our case, what we found through the forensic study that was conducted was that on November 4th at 11.03 p.m., system files, adjudication files, and other source system files were deleted from the Dominion system in Antrim County. We know that for a fact. Wow. They were removed. We don't know who removed them or how they gained access to remove them. But okay, hold on, know, hold on. We do now. You'll see that later in the show. <laughs> what we know in our case, what we, in our case, we don't know precisely because Antrim County and the Secretary of State have not given us that information. Right, right. But we do know that those files were removed on November 4th at 11.03 What's the significance of that, that they're removed? What does that do to you as, a, as trying to investigate this? What did that do? Well, number one, uh, I presume 
and we've asked the Antrim County prosecutor to investigate whether that was a crime to remove voting information from the system prior to the expiration of 22 month period right which the the items are but what required it, but to be when maintained. that's removed what it, that means it was hard for you to do your audit that's hard for us to review the forensic images to conclusively uh, understand right. whether the machine connected to the internet because in Michigan at least 38 other counties use the Dominion software right so right. if this is happening in Antrim County and it was exposed in Antrim County right. because of the disparity because there were only 15,718 right. votes you went, cast you wouldn't notice this in a bigger city if it was that low a number Correct. If right. you were in Wayne County and right. 7,060 votes flipped, you wouldn't notice right. it. My team of forensic scientists uh, worked tirelessly after December 6th, after we collected the forensic images for about a week. They worked very hard uh, to review those images and put together a report. Um, and because of a protective order that was in place in this case, I had to file a motion with the court um, asking the judge to allow us to release the the report that we pr had prepared. Um, and we did that. We did that on what? December 14th. The judge granted our request and allowed us to release what's called the Allied Security Operations Group Preliminary Summary, version 2, dated December 13, 2020. Now, is that public? Is that public? It's it is there. public. Right. So and yet, so this is stuff that got put out there, and I guarantee you, it was probably put out there. Heck, I, somebody probably put it on their Twitter, and bang, I'll bet you it was gone. You know, they probably tried to spread. That's just my opinion. I had to throw that in there. Well, I can tell uh, you, it's been on my website at depernolaw.com since December fourteenth, and uh, it has constantly been suppressed for people who try to share the link on Facebook right. or Google or through social media. Uh, it gets suppressed, um, right. and people are not allowed to share it. Right. In some right. cases, they try to share it, and a screen comes up that says that that, that this information is, is not accessible. Right, not accurate. Here you had a, a a perfect report. I mean, that they, even the judge said you could put it out there, correct? Yes. Everything we've done in this case has been permitted by the court in terms of the ability to release information. Right. But what right. it is, actually... It's information that, if revealed, would show that the CEO of Dominion Software, when he testified in front of the Michigan Senate, this information would show that he was not telling the truth about how the Dominion system works. Wow. And here's what we concluded wow. when we released the report. This is what it states. We conclude that the Dominion voting system is intentionally and purposefully designed with inherent errors to create systemic fraud and influence election results. Now that's not my words. Huh. That's the words of the forensic team that looked at that this. looked at the forensic images and came to a conclusion about what they saw. Right. So that's they concluded, what's in the report. They concluded that the only reason you would have a machine like this is if you wanted it to steal an election. Correct. Because what they also found is that this machine in Antrim County generates errors at the rate of 68% based on ballots that you put in the machine. Remember right. this, when you take a piece of paper and you vote on it, 
You think when you're voting that you're tallying your vote, and then you put that machine, that piece of paper, into the Dominion tabulation machine, right? right? right. You know how that process works. Yeah. And you think you voted, but you haven't voted yet. You haven't voted and then, till that machine actually tabulates your result in the system. When you put the paper in the tabulator, right. the tabulator takes that paper, converts it to data, and data can be manipulated. In the case of the way the Dominion system works, as I understand it, based on information given to me by my forensic team, when you insert that paper ballot into right. the machine, right. And when an error is tabulated, right. and remember, this machine tabulates them at 68% error rate. Right. Wow. Those ballots, those error ballots, go to what's called adjudication. Right. Adjudication is a process where someone else, other than the voter, is able to look at that ballot on a right. screen and determine the voter's intent and vote that ballot for the voter. Right. And in, with adjudication, in the way the Dominion system works, you can accumulate over the night a number of ballots. Yeah. But what I can tell you, what's interesting is the 2020 system log files are missing. But they are present for 2018 and 2016. This happened at 11 03 p.m. on November 4th. What happened on November 4th, the day after the election, right. is at least in Michigan, this story broke across the state. Right. That Antrim County had flipped in this manner. Okay, so it was such a deviation. Everybody here, that's why we all heard about Antrim County. It was such a big deviation. It would be like, uh, you know, the whole time, you know, for decades or years, whatever, you're, you're 65 cent Republican and 35 percent and you flip. The whole townspeople probably having coffee going, what did you do? They probably did a recount just themselves at the coffee shops, you know. So now that makes sense. That's why it made, nas made national news. We all heard about it. Antrim County was not certifiable based on what the machine spit out on election night. Um, and what we've requested is a full audit of the county. Well, we want all of the machines tested. We'd like to see all the machines tested across the state. Right. We'd like to see audits across the state of Michigan. Right. This is from the actual Dominion Manual. This, yeah, the Dominion Manual. This wow. tells you yeah. how to connect the machine to guess what? The Internet. Yes. Did everybody hear that? This is another slide. But you have to be on the internet in order to do this. So we're going to show you here. I thought these machines didn't go on the internet. That's what we were told as the public. It's what we are told. Um, if it's configured to print automatically, it'll print uh, anywhere from one to, you know, five, ten copies, however many are needed in, in the jurisdiction. As well, this device can transmit directly. So that's all part of that closed polls process. You hit that button once, it prints out the tapes. When it's done printing out the tapes, it will automatically transmit the results as well. What is the vehicle for the transmission from the ICP? Is it cellular modem versus VPN? Uh, well, it is a cellular modem that can be configured in a VPN, right? And we currently in Chicago Cook County, we work with Verizon to um, secure that network. So we would have the same capabilities here. Lucky. Uh, what wireless chipset slash modem does the hardware have? Uh, we support a variety. 
Um, so uh, it's really up to the jurisdictions what technology they want to use, what's compatible with their with their networks. Currently, in some jurisdictions, we're using uh, uh, basically a modem that is a 3D modem, GSM. Uh, but we can support multiple varieties of modem that can be, including including latest 4G standards as well. So the answer is the next question: Is it 3G or 4G? Verizon, AT or T or Sprint? I'm assuming all. Oh uh, yeah, all all networks. Right. Um, just we point of fact, yeah. I mean, uh, we actually transmit from the ICP in Mongolia as well, so um, we're not limited in networks. And in Puerto Rico, there is three vendors because the island is not covered by any by any of the vendors completely. So we use three different cellular vendors for some ICPs with this vendor: Claro, AT and T, and T-Mobile. I think in the different parts of the island. So. Everything gets complicated. <laughs> Yeah. But this is another slide from right. the Dominion software manual right. that tells you exactly how to set up your system to connect to the Internet. Uh -huh. Those are important slides to see. But again, another slide from Dominion Voting ImageCast Central, which tells you, as you can see in the bottom corner here, it says num box number one, ensure that the workstation is connected to the network switch with an Ethernet cable. Wow. What does an Ethernet cable get you? To the Internet. To the Internet. These are, this is all information that yep. we've been able to look at right. from the right. actual manual. Right. So what do we got here? That looks like it was manipulated. Well, this, what? Th these spikes, these blue spikes throughout this show you where Joe Biden got what we call injections of right. votes at very specific times. Right. These, these big ones on the left are right. November 3rd, so right. I'd be curious to see if your data that yeah, you right. have it will. correlates so to those. So everybody knows what you're going to see. When you see this spike, you're going to see a forensic footprint, how that happened and who did it. China? Yes. If you're on the Internet, the bottom line is you can get, you can cheat, you can do all kinds of things. And that's uh, because otherwise you can't explain any of these numbers. Right? That's correct. That's you, correct. The, the machine results don't match up with the to hand the real balance. And, one, and once again, the, uh, you know, the purpose of this whole show, obviously, is to show everyone in the world that these machines, that this was the biggest fraud and the biggest uh, crime, I believe, against uh, humanity. And this is a crime against humanity. If we wouldn't be all talking about this now and this is all the truth is going to be revealed. Michigan is under siege. Because this is what I'm dealing with right now. Dana Nessel is the attorney general in the state of Michigan. She sent this tweet out not too long ago, and it says, Fun fact, lawyers who practice in Michigan are required to take an oath to support the Michigan and U.S. constitutions, not to file unjust and or frivolous actions or mislead the court. The spate of Trump lawsuits in our state violates each of these tenants. It demeans our profession. What wow. she's calling for, and she said this publicly, she's calling for attorneys in Michigan to be disbarred who file lawsuits in Michigan challenging the this results election. of the election. Hey, um, guy, could you guys all hear this? This is what we're up against. This dominion, these machines, is the biggest fraud in election. They stole this.
but now the truth is all going to be revealed. People like this lady, Dana, what's her name? Dana, Dana Nessel. Dana Nessel. And Dana Nessel, how dare you put this out? You're supposed to protect Michigan and the U.S.? This is what I'm doing. This is why I'm getting attacked. This is why everybody's getting attacked. So anybody, you know, here you are, the attorney of the, one of the few open cases where we have 100% proof. First, they try and suppress the actual report from it right here, right? And now, now, they're they're trying, now they're trying to just get rid of you. That's true. So we have Michigan executive officials who are now using the power of government to threaten those with whom they disagree with sanctions. They're threatening me and others with disbarment. Um, So bringing forth evidence now Mm -hmm. in our country not only gets you the mockery of the mainstream media. I've been there. Who refuse to actually report on it or the truth, but it now gets you ethics complaints filed against you if you are a lawyer. Wow. So what do we do about that? When the Michigan Attorney General, who is the chief law enforcement person in the state, threatens those with whom she disagrees, you know what that is? That's tyranny. Yep. That, you know, that is totalitarianism. Right. So in our election system, and it's been going on for years after every election, people challenge elections. Right. That happens on a regular basis after elections. That's part of our republic. That's part of public discourse. We're we're enabled to go in and have those discussions through the court system to challenge elections. And what Dana Nessel is saying is that you can't do that anymore. Because if you try to do it, she will threaten you, she will try to take your license, Mm -hmm. and she will try to silence you. Wow. So her statements this is no longer part of public discourse. This is chilling. You think she's talking about all the lawyers? She's talking about you. Well, we've talked about it. <laughs> I, I, agree, I totally agree with you. She is talking about me. Right. Um, and we've talked about the importance of public discourse. Right. Her tweet, as I've said, chills public discourse. Yeah. What it does is it asks a lawyer to put their fear above the representation of their client in legitimate litigation. Right. That is tyranny. Right. That's totalitarianism. Right. That is fascism. She wants to scare you into doing nothing. But it gets worse. Right. Around November 20th, Dana Nessel did an interview with the Washington Post. And in that interview, she threatened every Michigan legislator And she said that any Michigan legislator with whom she disagreed with, any of them who challenged these election results, she would investigate them and seek criminal sanctions against them. Wow. That is saying to these Michigan legislatures that if if they do anything to bring forth the word of their constituents, to challenge election results, they could be charged criminally. It's asking elected officials, again, to put their fear above the word and the choice of their constituents. And you ask yourself, why did so many elected officials in Michigan 
refuse to look at the evidence that was presented they, to them. They did it out of fear. Or time and time again say mm -hmm. that they haven't seen any evidence right. of voter fraud right. or vote interference. Right. And you combine that with what we've now learned about the interview Dana Nessel gave right. on November 21st telling elected officials they'd be charged criminally. Right. And I say this right now. Everything that Dana Nessel has done in terms of threatening me and threatening state legislatures violates the Michigan rules of professional conduct and she should resign immediately. It demonstrates that she's not fit for office. Well, there's many like her. We know that. This is going to reveal all the evil in our country, all the criminals in the country, all the ones that tried to suppress this. And that's just from social media, like Jack Dorsey, like Mark Zuckerberg. Well, everyone, this is the moment you've all been waiting for. What you're going to see now is 100% proof that we had upon our country the biggest cyber attack in history. And I'm going to bring on Mary Fanning to explain how it all happened and the, show you the 100% proof. Mary, thanks for coming on. Thanks, Mike. Uh, today we've been watching cybersecurity experts and they've explained some of the things that happened in the election, some of the election fraud. But what we're seeing here is, if you look at this chart, is that there were cybersecurity experts who began collecting information on November 1st. And be, so this was before, during, and after the election that they were collecting documentation. In fact, they collected terabytes of information that document the election fraud, the foreign intrusion into our election. This was collected as a, a, in 2,995 counties in the United States. This was collected in real time. All right, so if you go to the chart, what you will see is the documentation of foreign interference in the election. The first column, if you look at the chart, that shows that on 11-5, 2020, at 7.43 and 38 seconds, we had a foreign intrusion and it shows the IP address, the internet protocol address. That is the number of that protocol address of the hacker that entered into our election. The second column is the owner or source of that IP address. That shows that ChinaNet in Beijing province entered the election. It shows an ID that is the unique address of a computer that shows the exact computer using that IP source that entered into our election. The next is the target. That's the IP target. That's the internet protocol address of the target. All right. Then the next is the target state. In this case, it shows that it's Michigan. Where in Michigan? That's the next count. It shows that it's in Emmett County, Michigan. Then the ID target. That is the unique address of another computer in the United States that the hacker has gone into. And then it shows the method of intrusion. Now, on some cases, you're going to see that they use credentials. That means that they have fake credentials because there were administrators that had been placed on the Secretary of State's computers. Uh, false administrators. In other cases, it shows that they broke through the firewall. In some cases, they did both. Now, in the next column, it shows whether it was successful. You'll see a Y. 
that shows that yes, it was successful. Now, oftentimes they're not successful and they have to go back and try for another intrusion and then it shows whether that's in fact successful as well. Then in the final column, what you're seeing are votes changed. Now, in this particular case, when they went into Emmett County, Michigan, the votes that were changed was they stole 3,477 votes from Donald Trump. That's what you're looking at. Now, as you go through this document and you look at all the multiple uh, intrusions into our election, what, what you'll notice that over 60% of these intrusions come from China. So that is over 66% is what the number is. Over 66% of the intrusions into our election came from China. Why is this important? Well, uh, some things were set in place, including uh, some of the changes that took place in this country, particularly when we had the Wuhan virus or the COVID-19 virus hit this country. And we have a video. Well, first, Mike, do you have any questions about this chart and what it is showing? Yeah. Um, so what So what you have here is what each one of these is its own timestamp that is 100% proof because you have that not only where it came from, you have it's basically you have their identification, you have that um, you know, who they were attacking, their identification. Um, this is what everybody would want if you ever looked in and did an auditor wanted to look into a computer and look what went on in cyberspace. This is what you'd be looking for, correct? This is forensic evidence of foreign footprints as I entered our election and a cyber warfare attack on our election. And then it shows exactly what they, you know, where did they come from, which computer exactly, exactly the timestamp, exactly which computer they entered into, uh, in, in, in what state, which county, uh, the, the ID, the unique ID of the computer that they entered into. And then it shows how they entered using false credentials or breaking through the firewall or both. Wow. Were they successful the first time, the second time? And then it shows the votes that they stole from Donald Trump. Right. This is proof positive. This is documentation of a cyber attack, but it also is documentation of the footprints of those who entered our election. Right. Right, and look at if everybody notices here, everyone, you don't think this was all put together in one big attack? Everyone was Donald Trump down, down, down. This wasn't another country that wanted it the other way. This was uh, the biggest attack in history. And you have, and Mary, you have, uh, we have pages and pages, right? Thousands of these pages of every, every, every county, right? Of every, or of every single attack. There are thousands of pages of the documented footprints, the, the foreign intrusion into our elections. We see this is coming from China, uh, in many cases from Huawei, from Alibaba right. Cloud Service, from China Unicom, from UCloud, from China Mobile Titong. You know, this also came and uh, from Iran as well. Right. There, the, but this is the foreign intrusion. This is the theft of our vote. But it also is documenting exactly the votes, the vote totals that were stolen from Donald Trump. Right. And this what is we have heard. Well, this is what I've been telling everyone. This is where you got if you add these numbers up. When I when I said and I actually told the president uh, when I met with them. I said, you know, you actually won this election by almost 80 million votes for you, for Donald Trump, to about 68 million for Biden. 
and that's not counting all the other kind of theft we talked about earlier in the show. This is the, these are the real numbers that were taken off and that were flipped. I mean, this is incredible, everybody. This is, this is historical proof, too. We not only have, this is what we've all been waiting for. And Mary, you said there's a video, too, we want to show? Yeah, this is a documentation, the proof positive, by cyber expert from in this country that began documenting the theft of our election. Wow. They put together the full documentation of every vote beginning on November 1st. So, again, from before, during, and after the election, they documented the footprints of the foreign intrusion into our election. That means that foreign adversaries really because this was an act of war to come in and steal the election from the american people and decide who our foreign adversaries were going to put in the white house to rule or to to be the president of this country right 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 now there's a video and so that will show and if you are you looking at the video mike yeah we're pulling we're going to pull up the video here mary okay here we go we're just pulled we just pulled up the video wow what's going on here with all these lines well, you're, the video, what you are watching is the surveillance system. In fact, this is the very surveillance system that was built by people inside this country within the cybersecurity battle space that built some of this document, built some of these uh, tools that were built to keep this country safe. But what you're watching is that every line on that drawing all those moving lines, they represent the IP addresses of what I just showed you on the chart. So so when you understand the hacker's IP address and the IP address of the target and the votes that were stolen, every one of those lines that you're watching move across the chart and showing whether they were successful and, and how many votes they stole, that documents that. Uh, every red line, as they turn red, as they finish um, stealing the vote basically the red lines are all china so what you're seeing are the actual files being received and sent that's that's a documentation of the real-time theft of our elections wow so every every line on the map there's a co corresponding line on the sheet and the color and the line types represent the severity of the attack now, red has been the most severe attacks. Those lines are all coming out of China. Those are the most severe attacks on our election system. Wow. Now, this is a, this exact information, the same exact type of information, I should say, was presented to FBI Director, former FBI Director James Comey, by a whistleblower in 2015. They knew, uh, in fact, that our election machines were open for hacking it's important to understand that there are prismatic scoring algorithms that they knew about that enter the election and they steal the vote at the transfer points so at the point where the election the vote is leaving the secretary of state's office and these machines that is the point at which the vote is stolen at the transfer points that's what you're watching. Those packets moving is 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 that's real time documentation of the theft of the vote from inside this country. And then the numbers, the last column, those document exactly the numbers of votes. It shows, in some of the cases, Antrim County where the vote was stolen, 
and exactly the vote stolen at, at the exact time stamp of when they were stolen right. and the number stolen at that point. So, Mary, so what you're seeing, Hal, is, uh, and this is what, what I already know, and, but I actually I'm learning a lot here as we go. Um, what you're saying, every one of these lines, let's say we did take Antrim County and we took that, we could pull out the time stamps for that county and we could show the lines, the country that did it, we could show a line for every single hack or attack that we had in this election. That's right. Wow. So what you're watching is those objects moving are the actual files right. that are being received and sent. These are the every these are the those. squares here that are that are being sent. So everybody out there, what you're looking at, I mean, this is the proof. So if any, if like Antrim County, that case still open, you just go here. You go now. You know who did it, how many votes flipped, when they did it, what time they did it, the computer it came from, the country that attacked us. I mean, this is this is what I have been excited about, and I only seen one. Do you know, Mary? I only seen one little line of that which showed the IP address that you know all that stuff that you're showing us when I found out that you had it for every or that we had it with all these people had this for every single vote that every single attack and whether it was successful or not look at right now we got up on the screen Georgia is just getting attacked it was just getting attacked up here at that moment in time and I and I suppose uh, you know they know what they're doing. They they did the biggest attack right here. Look at everybody, Georgia and Michigan getting bombarded. They, I, my guess is that was probably like three or four in the morning when they really needed them votes to be flipped. Um, Mary, this is incredible. Yes, because there is proof positive. There is documentation of all the foreign interference into our election, showing exactly who stole the vote, how they stole the vote from which computers access to our election to which computers they went into. So understand that cybersecurity experts that work for this country put all this in place before the election even started to make sure that they caught all of this information so that foreign adversaries were not deciding our elections. Absolutely, and what a blessing that they were there for us to catch all this and to get all this put together and even to have these, you know, to be proactive they were proactive, everybody, and this is what a blessing this is because we came this close to never knowing. And uh, this is actually a miracle that we have all this, Mary, and uh, this is amazing. And now we have with us General McInerney, who is going to give us a prospectus on what we just seen. General, thanks for coming on. Well, thank you, Mike, and thanks for what you're doing for this great nation. This is vitally important. You have just seen the most massive cyber warfare attack in the history of mankind. Now, the founding fathers did not know anything about cyber warfare, but we do. And that's the important thing. You have seen just how it was orchestrated against our election system. And I took an oath of office 60-some years ago as a plebe on the plains of West Point to support and defend the Constitution of the United States against all enemies, foreign and domestic. We now are seeing the largest domestic enemy we have in our history, and people must understand that. What happened? You spelled it out. It was driven by China, and they used a system that we have had, because only that system could modulate and coordinate 
the many simultaneous attacks that they used against us. Now, why this is so important is because our military, which I spent 35 years in the Air Force and ended up as the number three man in the air staff, as well as heading up Vice President Gore's reinventing government for the entire Department of Defense, those two jobs simultaneously, we now are faced with something our military has never seen before, nor have the American people. We are going against globalists who are not interested in America. They are interested in us becoming a socialist communist state. They talk about progressivism, but progressivism is just the front door to communism. They want a global communist world. And you must understand that, America. It's so important. And it's so important that President Trump, who won 79 million votes in the election to 68 million for Biden, because we have, and you've seen those exact numbers, he dominated. It was an awesome victory. And yet they turned it around, foreigners. And we have not had one audit. This is the closest thing to an audit that has been conducted in America on this important election. The American people must understand what we are facing today. And that's why all of us here that you're seeing in this program are so focused. I could not understand was that the legislatures, the judicial and the executive, meaning the FBI, the Department of Justice, the intelligence community, have failed us with deep staters. They did not report this. This was the most massive cyber warfare attack. So did Cyber Command, did the National Security Agency, did the CIA, did the Department of Justice, the FBI report this? No. Well, General, to, to, to put this in perspective then, you're 100% that this was the biggest cyber attack in the world, in world history, correct? That's correct. Wow. Well, thank you. And uh, we're going to see, it's going to, I was telling everyone, General, when this, all, when, when this is all revealed, we're going to be, a, it's going to be a great uniter of all people in our country. And we're going to be in the greatest revival ever to bring our country back to one nation under God. Thank you. Well, God bless you for what you're doing, Mike. Thank you very much. Yeah. Thank you, General. And now we have with us Terry Turchi. He's the former Deputy Assistant Director of Counterterrorism Division of the FBI. And, you know, Terry, welcome to the show. Um, Thanks, Mike. And we've, uh, we've just shown everybody in the world 100% evidence that this was an attack on our country and is still under attack by China and other countries through the use of these machines used in our election I want to ask you, um, you know, where was the FBI? We, uh, people out there wondering, where's the FBI or the DOJ during this whole time, these last few months? Sure. Well, you know, a lot of former FBI agents are asking that, too, as well, Mike. They're asking, where's the FBI been? They're responsible and accountable for trying to protect the country. That's what our counterintelligence money is all about. That's what our counterintelligence division is all about. And yet the question of where were they and where are they? I think probably could best be explained like this. Uh, the FBI has most likely been as compromised as uh, the Democratic Party and the rest of the government. They simply didn't do the job. If they'd have done the job, 
all that you just showed in this program would have unfolded inside of a courtroom. And that's exactly what we should be doing right now. We should be talking about the penetration of the United States government and government agencies. What we've shown here too is this, uh, this is all people. This has been, you know, what we've shown today, this is another country taking our country. I don't care if you're a Democrat or a Republican, we are one nation under God. And to, to see what's, I mean, I, I guess I'm very happy now that it's all going to get out to the country and everything is going to get out. And like I said before during the show, there's going to be nine Supreme Court justices out there now watching this show and saying, wow, 100 percent this was an attack and we are still under attack by other countries, including China, leading the way. And they're, they, you know, they fraudulently stole our election and we have to... Uh, I, and, and then to see that how this could happen with the FBI and the DOJ, these people that were supposed to protect our country, including the Supreme Court. If you were still in the FBI, I guess what would you, what would you be doing right now when you just see all this 100% proof here that this happened? Uh, well, if you're in the FBI now, what, you know, if they're out there, shouldn't they be doing something now that this is all out in the open? We, we would be launching a major investigation of cyber activities. Uh, these uh, attacks, the people that, uh, you know, from China and on down that who did it, they're very good at trying to bury everything, to bury these deviations that came up and then everything opened up where everybody knows that this was stole, but now we know uh, how and why. So. Well, certainly, and the purpose of an intelligence operation of this magnitude, whether it's this magnitude or even smaller, is to, is to conceal itself and to be so hard to figure out that by the time you get to the conclusion, it's too late. Right. And that's why it's very uh, concerning that the FBI that already knows and has the foundation of the China threat uh, well in its grasp would try to write off or just not seem to understand right. how this would have been the next, next uh, logical step for them. Right. Well, they weren't very, they weren't proactive, but at least now we're, um, you know, we got we're going to be uh, reactive and uh, and uh, we got to be reactive first and then we got to be proactive for the future uh, that when this all manifests out. I've said it before that this is going to manifest into the greatest revival ever. It's going to unite our country, not divide us. It's going to be the great uniting and we will once again be one nation under God. Thanks, Terry, for coming on, and uh, God bless, and, and uh, thanks for all you've done and what you continue to do for our country. You too, Mike. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Now you've all seen absolute proof of the biggest cyber attack in history. We, right now, it's a takeover of our country. We all see it happening, and now you see the proof of where it came from and what happened. We all need to go out now, each and every one of you, and tell your friends, family, people, your social media, spread this out everywhere and to show that they all need to watch this and they all need to know the truth. And pretty soon everyone's gonna see this, including nine Supreme Court justices. You're all there watching, all nine of you. And you know what? I don't know what you can do, but I know you're there to protect our country. And everything has a precedence. Everything going, well, well, this happened then, so we're better based on that. This is the precedence. What's going on now, what's gonna happen now is gonna change the course of our world and our country forever. I've been getting calls from world leaders. You know, they're looking at us, what's gonna happen over here? Ronald Reagan once said, America is the shining city on the hill. 
whose beacon light guides freedom-loving people everywhere. If the lights go out here, the lights go out everywhere. I want to say that God has had his hand in all of this. This has been on God's timing. And when we get through all this, we will once again be one nation under God.